do. That's I so mean, as cute. the daughter of someone who's, yeah. Yeah. I do. Was your dad an orthopedic? No, but he's a doctor. Yeah. What is your dad, a surgeon? No, he does general practice. General like, mostly practice. Mostly, like, long-term care now. Nice, nice. Um, okay, do we have any um, people that we want to shout out before uh, our Rose and Thorn? Do we have any uh, things that you're really, like, wanting to set as intentions of this show? Um, I wrote the last thing, the Put power. Put it out there on, on Yeah, or... the power of prayer. I would like yeah. to just talk about the power the of prayer. No, the actual, the actual thing. Yeah. Yeah, my mom does a lot of that. Yeah. I got a, so my mom spent, I think, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, five days in the hospital this past week. Aww. Yeah. She got an infection. Wait, and last week, your mom. Yeah, last she week. Didn't... She's out of the hospital and with my dad and How old's your mom a lot better. She's, okay yeah, she's mid-60s. She's over 65. She's a senior citizen. Okay. Yeah. And, um, by law. Yes, by law, exactly. <laughs> um, and I got a Facebook message from a woman in my mom's church. Yes. And she told me, she said, hey, um, this Sunday is the first Sunday of the month and every first Sunday of the month, our church as a group fast for 24 hours and we don't just fast for no reason. We fast and we pray. This is someone from your mom's church. Yeah. And okay. she said that the whole congregation tomorrow is going to be fasting and praying for your, for mom. your mom. And yeah. if you want to join, so you can. Right? Yeah. Well, I did it. Oh, it was just past Sunday. It was yesterday. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it was a very interesting feeling, um, to be like, I'm hungry, but I'm going to pray and continue this fast and I'll, I'll eat dinner, but like, this is what it's going to be. And I have kind of gone on diets where I've like not eaten, you know, but this was like not eating uh, for a purpose and it felt really odd and like different, <laughs> but no, I, I did it. Awesome and, did it and, and I knew you, I didn't felt, have to ask guys like, yeah, the and it meant my died. mom's yeah. health no, yeah, like, yeah. did improve and she was able to get out of the hospital and they were able to identify the infection that she had because there was a 50 50 yeah. chance that they weren't going to be able to identify the infection and they identified I it. I bet it made your mom it was really UTI. happy. No they gave what. her a specific UTI antibiotic. She was better. Yeah. She was able to be released. And it's like, love, okay, the feeling of prayer. love. Like, let's believe in something yeah. that is about energy. My mom prays for sure. So yeah. that's what I wanted I to should bring pray to more. Moon Day. Andy, Meredith, what do you, what's you, what do you want to bring to Moon Day tonight? Mm. Just hanging out with you guys has been nice. Yeah. Community. Um, it's been nice to be here in community. Friendship. Accepting. Thankfully, we survived. Yeah, we made it here. We're all... I mean, through the invasion. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit frightening. It was. Um, just the, like, the beauty and power of art in our societies and like what it is that it made like ap appreciating what we are saturated in advertisement like all of art what people create what people put their lives into creating and appreciating that i think that if anyone is is um listening and is out there seeing things on a regular basis just really just like looking at it from an art perspective instead of like you know anything else because it makes it makes life a lot prettier <laughs> so yeah. viewing the world as art mm-hmm yeah, because we need a lot more art. Like, there is, we, we're deficient 
in arts and for lots of reasons, but it's undervalued. This country or this it's actually world? Probably, it's expensive, probably. Yeah, it, I mean, I it's should, expensive I don't, to do because I'm it's undervalued. Like, there's no, there's no. Well, I don't pay enough attention to how much I spend on it, probably. <laughs> Like my materials, but I know I use good ones. Yeah, you you use the best. You are because I want yeah. it to last forever. Yeah, you Meredith Slaughter is a cool ass artist, and and wait for her show. That's what I have to our say. Show. Uh, our show. Uh, thank you for making me love my studio again. You're welcome. You yeah, I love how you. I'm gonna say go that. finish that painting. Yeah, I'd like to yeah, your studio. Meredith has a cool place to be. Thank you. Yeah, your 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 art space. Next week, I'll, then is, I'll go. home home yeah to the for real go that sounds beautiful yeah it's yeah. really you're painting good. a really pretty picture and you can do stuff so fast man but good it's, it's funny because i've you know i was like in in your art space i, I was prolific okay we, i worry too, too much it's your about turn sometimes the like prepping prepping substrates pieces. yeah Meredith, too much. Go yeah. into this. You know what what mean, do you though? want? Talk that, about like, substrates. Makes it hard yeah, for it me does. To, like get a bunch of stuff out. Meredith, talk to us. What's what's your what is this? Oh, I mean like preparing like the wood or the canvas. The process. Claw Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Claw Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a... Claw Tigers. Uh, hey, you are listening to the AltaCast. We are kind of strangely out of commission today because the bus municorned me but we're gonna get it started here i'm gonna put in the background that i know needs to be there and everything will be great uh so yeah we're about five minutes late today here on the altacast on mutiny radio a lot of important things to talk about today Oh, yeah. Uh, gonna set everything up. Gonna close things down. We've got LaToya, Sheriff of Truth, in the house today. Excited about that. We're gonna be I've been reading this book about Vietnam. It was uh, Veterans Day this week. That's interesting. Uh, war and stuff. Oof, right? Uh, there's some great comedy coming up here at Mutiny Radio Thursday night. We've got The Coven comedy it's a bunch of ladies and people identify as ladies so that's great and we're gonna have a lot of fun excited about that comedy show coming up this thursday this friday on mutiny's comedy clubhouse really great headliner terry dorsey is going to be with us it's going to be a lot of fun get your tickets now you can do that on eventbrite and if you're a comic hey you you should apply to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. It, the applications are open until November 30th. That's two more weeks. And get those applications in. Thanks for listening to the AltaCast. We're going to be right back. Enjoy some of the Japanese Bjork, Kope, mango sweet rice. Oh, 
Sunk in the background, S-U-N-Q, that's Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, and Young Sun from the Wyatt Act, which is a great local band here in San Francisco. Uh, but they have their own side project, and it's great, and it's um, cool music with no talking. Just, I love it. I love it for background stuff here. On the Altcast, it's high noon. Uh, Latoya's going to be in in just a second. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. I also have to start looking through the submissions for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Uh, if I'm not looking through those on the first two hours, it'll be during the second two hours during Some Call Me Tim. I don't know if I have a guest or not today. I think I do, but I'm not sure. Uh, keep listening to music. I'm going to turn uh, the sound sound on in the studio. And like I said, we're going to be right back here with weird socialist news and strange rants about scary things. Also, Vietnam stuff. I'm reading this Vietnam book because of, um, well, because I'm interested in Vietnam. But also, it was Veterans Day or Memorial Veterans Day. I'm such a jerk, right? But I am reading a book about the Vietnam War, and war sucks, and um, it's such a useless and senseless thing, and... And this book is just tripping my shit out. There's some really interesting things he says about just America as a whole that I might want to read a little bit later. Um, But I'm going to turn on that sound. LaToya in the house. We made it. Look how far we've come now, baby. Is that how it goes? Is that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know that. How is that in my psyche? How did that get? I've never owned or listened of my own volition to Shania Twain. How is it that I know that song? Oh, oh, you're still the one I've come to, to tell that I belong to. You're the one who knows, or something. I don't even know what it is. I don't know 
I don't know what it is. I don't know what she says. But I do. But I sort of do know what she says. It, maybe, it's from, maybe it's from all the years of karaoke. That's got to be it. Here, have a biscotti. Brought you a biscotti today. Yeah, all right. So, oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm so professional today. I'm barely. It's blame mutiny. It's, hey, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'll turn that down a little bit. I can't, I can't really hear it anyways. It's a, we'll try to get that in the background. Nope. Not there. Doesn't work. We're not, it's not going to have that. You just won't have anything in the background. It's fine. We'll just talk today. We don't need it. We don't need ambient music in the background. I mean, I guess we can. Here we go. Music. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I know. Well, that's the thing is I come in here. Usually I'm here a little early and so I can organize things. But yesterday, who, whoever was doing whatever they were doing, they just don't restore things. They like, I don't know. How, I don't know who was in here the latest. I don't know which which person and I want to blame them, but like everything's all those chords are all fucking a jumble. Like I just I have to get in here and I have to I have to do a little maintenance work so that like things make sense again because for some reason adults can't I don't know take care of shit. <laughs> They're just like I'm completely incapable of doing anything on my own because I'm an adult and so I just expect someone else to do it all for me, like my mother. Uh, did, did, did you get plugged in? It's terrible. I know. Look at, see, she, she's in a jumble of chords. I would show you from the thing. Right, see, things, some things are still plugged in, and like, thanks, and then it just, it's all akimbo. I wonder how their house looks if you leave this. Right, like that. sure. I mean, you, you don't make your bed, you got dishes all over the place. You probably don't wash your ass every day. I, uh,. It's not that hard to make your bed if you just have like a sheet and a comforter. It's like still making your bed. It's really, it's really not that big of a. It's not that hard, folks. Wow, a lot of people seem to be having trouble with a lot of things. There was a shooting yesterday outside my work. There was a shooting uh, down the street from me too. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about 19th your violence. Street. 19th Street, right here, right here, right out in front of. Uh, the amazingly incredible counter offer that's inside Bender's at 806 South Van S. So Clint and I are working. At, we're working the grill, and uh, we hear pop, 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 pretty distinctively, like not firecrackers. And Clint looks at me and he's like, "Someone just got shot." And then we see people running, running. What time of day was it? It was like seven o'clock. It was seven, seven, yeah, seven, seven thirty, something like that. The sun had gone down. Everything is it still not working? So, you, know, you don't yeah. need them. I'm yeah, listening. You're it. fine. Just, you can read the meters. It's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, without it yeah, yeah. Don't mess up your cute hair. With the with the the things that don't work that well, anyways. Hey, give us some money. There's a donate button at on the Mutiny Radio website. Please, please just hit that donate button. Give us five bucks. That would be really helpful. Also, we have a new app coming out. Yeah, we have an app coming out, and there's an adjustable donate button on that. So that's good. You can just PayPal us any amount to mutinyradiofm at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, that's broken. Uh, Watch out. This bowl comes off like that because someone broke it. Someone broke the bong in here. Did someone leave it over there? No, it was over there. Oh, that shouldn't be over there. See, look, people can't put things away. It goes over here. Yeah. See, that's what happens when the bus leaves you stranded. I swear to you, I was completely ready 
I was at the bus stop. It was like 11.06, which is the perfect time for me to get here at like 11.45. No big deal. And uh, no bus, no bus, no bus. I'm reading my book. I'm enjoying my book. I look again. I'm like, where's the bus? Then bus, oh, bus finally comes. Bus is full. There's a line of people. The bus is late. But then she doesn't know what she's, it's a new thing. And she's going down the road. And then the... She's, she didn't know which thing to go. She almost hit a, she almost hit a car. Like, it was crazy. It was, it was like, it, it was like her first day on the new thing. And I'm like, that's great, but does it have to be when I'm trying to get somewhere? Like, what? And I mean, and then I, I was just staying. I was like, okay, Pam, this is really not a big deal. You're going to be a couple minutes late. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. So, hey, everybody, it's no big deal. It's going to give us, it's going to take a second for us to get into the groove. Also, violence. So, yeah, there was a shooting outside of Bender's yesterday. At seven. So this is like when people are getting out of work. Yikes. Yeah. What is wrong with today? I know. And it was a full moon. And it's something about balance. It's not. It's Everything's off balance. Yeah, everything's off balance. Yeah. It's it's true. And I have to. I just have to keep keep staying calm and keeping on. It's going to be okay. So you saw a bunch of people running? Yeah, we saw a bunch of people running. And then the cops came. Uh, So it was pop, 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 pop. Run, 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 run. And then it was woo, woo, woo. And then they put the... They put the crime scene tape over the whole street so you couldn't even walk up and down 19th Street. And all night people, we were dead at the, at the at counteroffer. 806 South Van Ness, inside Bender's Bar and Grill. See, violence affects money. Well, yeah, so we were not, I mean, it was just regulars, which was fine, but the regulars don't really eat. They drink. So they drink. Um, so people must have been afraid or not been able to go there or something happened and because of the because of the violence. But I'm like, I wanted to know, like, was this a gang thing or who's got the guns? I know there for a couple hours, so I'm on Third Street and uh, someone was shooting at like nine in the morning. There was a shooting at nine AM, so people on their way to work and kids I think the kids are in school by that point in time. 9 a.m. shooting? Yes, yes. It was on Palu and 3rd, and then they escaped uh, by foot over two houses down from me. So my whole street was blocked off. Someone got shot in the stomach. Two people got shot. Someone in the stomach. Oh, my God. And in the uh, Do we know what about? I don't know, but from what my neighbor told me, the the this boy, he looked like a kid no older than 20 that they arrested. Because it was like a whole ordeal from like nine to like, there were still police until like the evening. Wow. But See, they were out of there pretty quickly for us. Yeah. I think they were doing investigating and what have you. But the majority of the police were there till like 2 p.m. Yeah. And, you know, they busted through a door and there was a guy on top of one of the roofs, like a sniper dude with a big ass gun. And yeah. What's happening? Everything's guns. falling apart. Guns. Yeah, I mean, but how do we get, We, I mean, we can't get rid of guns. They won't let us. It's like in the Second Amendment or whatever. Yeah, Which I mean. Which is kind of dumb. I mean, I guess we can ratify our, we can change our constitution in any way we want because they're called amendments. I don't think that's going to happen in our lifetime. That's a sad thing, but. We just don't I need think, guns. It. Things are happening way too close to home, literally. Like you, like you could have been on your way there. Oh, you know. My freak out is like, 
random bullets just randomly going yeah, through a window. Yeah, that's exactly. And hitting me, and I'm like, oh shit, now I've been shot. What? Like, did people run into the building where you were? No, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like 9/11 or anything. <laughs> we just heard people. I think that the running were the people maybe running away. Oh yeah. <laughs> from that. Yeah. Don't want. Don't run toward. Run. But running away from, they did the deed and then they disappeared. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know don't what had happened. Something has got to be dits today. Yeah. Um, sure. And plus, I noticed too if you the holiday season comes up. And people go buck wild, so like usually robberies are a little bit up, and huh, that's a uh, good point. Uh, people getting jacked and all that fun stuff because it's Christmas time coming up. But yeah. also, I mean, it's a desperate time, no matter what it year time of the year it is. So Christmas, Christmas time is here. Boo! Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Oh, wait, you are about to leave in the next two weeks, right? Yeah, I'm gone. Yeah. November 25th through December 5th, I will be in Portland for the... Yeah. The Ha Ha Harvest Festival up there in Portland. And um, it's exciting. I'm I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm going to be doing a show at Kelly's Olympia with Jenna Vesper. It's called Disowned. And a parental figure watches your set and they're they're skyped behind you and the audience sees them and you do your set and then the the host asks them questions about your set and my father who's never seen me perform comedy (laughs) has agreed wait what has agreed to do it he's agreed to do it he's gonna skype in they're gonna figure the whole thing out he's gonna see me do comedy for the first time oh Pam getting her family back. Yeah, but he's going to see me do comedy for the first time, which is funny. Uh, You know, since I've been doing it for eight years. (laughs) But, you know, I think that's pretty cool. Hey, we're not going to do any more Christmas songs. Shut up, Courtney. Uh, Sorry, guys. I'm on IG Live. You need to check it out. Uh, It's under Paco Toy. And then I need to do one under Mutiny. So Yeah, I don't know how any of the Instagram works. I don't understand any of it I don't understand the algorithms I don't know what's happening I didn't even know there were messages until the other day I was like oh they you can message people yeah I don't know how to access it I didn't even know how to log out that's the thing is I'm afraid to log out because I don't remember which, your passport or well, I know the password but I don't remember the the email I did it under now I have like 40 emails and I can't remember which one is what and what's connected to what thing and I, it's 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 a nightmare. So Pops is going to. So it's going to be a family affair. Uh, yes, he's going to what see me do comedy. Well, I mean, from skyping, obviously, he's going to be in. But Arizona, that's still but. pretty cool. Like, yeah. are, are like, it's a part of you slightly nervous about it, or no, you're no, just no. like, no, 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 he's, no, no. I'm the only thing I'm nervous about in Portland is not having enough stage time. I I have organized a little bit. I organized a few extra shows around this. Um, festival and I mean it's Thanksgiving and whatever but um, I want to I want to hit as much stage time as I can in Portland because I love it up there and people think I'm funny up there and it's a nice comedy community well, and people laugh at my jokes and people give me stage time and it's great so you I'm, get love I get love up there so I'm gonna I'm booked at a bunch of shows and but I kind of don't remember what they are I need to do a little spelunking in my <laughs> messenger and find out like what where I'm actually performing into the deep caves of fucking internet. I I hate it. I just, I hearken back to the times of like, 
Remember when you had a payphone and you had to call from Golden State and you had to like call your mom at 3.20 because you had to be picked up at 4.10 or you had to let her know when you were ready to go or whatever. That's when I had a pager. Oh, this is before <laughs> pagers existed. This is before. This is like curly phone cords. You know, everything's attached to the wall kind of shit. And, and I, I like, I don't know, just it's not that the technology has moved forward and it's not the tech i mean and i don't like the technology but it's that you, back in the day when you said something you meant it and you had to be there and if you didn't people like would get nervous and call the police and shit you know what i mean like well i think i think people supposed to call your mom at 320 and you don't there's a fucking problem oh like, well yeah i would get an ass whooping well or get scolded at. or if you're supposed to be somewhere and you're not but you thought you told someone and then didn't i got in real really big trouble once as a child because i told my brother to tell my mother or whoever was picking us up i don't remember who but something's up that um i was going home with my friend kathy wofford and nobody relayed the message to anybody and so people thought that i was like kidnapped and shit and i was at i was at home because i was like oh you know what this might have been a bad idea can you just drop me off? i think i had blisters or something i was real young i was like in second grade third grade and i got a ride home from someone else and i told my brother but he didn't tell my mom something happened it was bad and nobody knew where i was and then they all came home and i knew i was in trouble but i was home Oh yeah, that's during the '80s when everyone was kidnapping kids yeah, for real. Yeah, they like little white children. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I did. I made a mistake in that I, anyways. But I don't want a smartphone. Somebody saw my my dumb phone on the table last night, and he was like, "Holy fuck, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen." And I was like, "Kyle, you're being hyperbolic." But um, he was impressed. Um, some of the some people are impressed with my lack of smartphone well i mean you know those kind of burner phones and like stuff like that they're kind of coming back because especially in the celebrity world um people don't want to be found well you know when everyone gets the tweets and twats or from the president or from things that are like everyone gets an amber alert i don't get those i don't get those i'm off the grid of that i don't i cannot be connected to by the remember when the president sent out the text i did yeah, not get it that was earlier this it. year yeah that was so weird speaking of yeah that piece of shit i watched uh, some of the impeachment today yeah yeah it was scintillating tv <laughs> no <laughs> it no? was i mean i i learned some stuff you know basically i was watching how the the republicans were their questions were so they're no they weren't good questions but obviously because they're trying to uh protect the president um like jim jordan uh, who he's a representative he's a piece of shit from ohio who's actually under investigation for one of the coaches being a being a pedophile and him uh, jim jordan covering up for him whole different story but basically his questioning to some of the um uh i believe it's the justice department um they were you know saying like well if you've heard this from someone else this would be hearsay so it's not true trying to force interesting the, yeah it, it just it, it some some of the wow. some of the people well, didn't that's the thing is we are sort of a lot of politics well a lot of this is juggling semantics and that's the whole thing too was what was really said on the phone call what was it i mean we went through that stuff yesterday yeah. or last week and i think it's pretty clear it's still treason it's still well you know it's all language and if if we say 
that language matters, then we actually need to hold him accountable for all of the twisting and lies and loops and things. But, but he was, he, you know, even like, uh, there was an interview between 45 and the Ukrainian president, um, and the Ukrainian president was nervous as F. Mm -hmm. And so because Trump was sitting next to him and in his broken English self, he was like saying, uh, I had no, no, you know, like, uh, no push, no push. And then Trump was like, he means no pressure. It looked like a hostage video. Wow. And so like, it seemed Being like Trump. coached. Yeah. So yeah, it seemed like Trump was talking for him, like, like, and you could tell that the Ukrainian president was very nervous. I mean, this is all on tape. So, I mean, you know that we know that he was holding up that 40, or, um, that $400 million worth in aid, which we could use here. Um, and then we also know that 45 has been profiting off his businesses. So, I mean, if we don't get him on that, you definitely have him on other, you know, his incompetence. Yeah. The, I mean, it's just, but again, the Democrats won't do, they, they don't want to impeach him about his incompetence, though they should. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of stuff is going on, going to happen. It felt like watching the 1974 impeachment I mean, if you've seen oh. some of the old archives of that, it kind of reminded me, like, is this 1974 repeating it? Well, you know, but repeating. didn't, I mean, I... Because there were transcripts with Watergate with sure. that, too. Sure, yeah, well, there were the tapes and the... the well, tapes. And the thing, the thing about Nixon, though, is that... Actually, he downplayed it, too, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he yeah. act I'm like, not I'm crook. not a crook, this isn't, this is... So that's the other thing, is that what's, you know, happening, like, right now as Trump impeachment hearings uh, as impeachment hearings open Trump downplays of course, the moment yeah. so of course he does just yeah. like I'm not a crook everything's so this is the quote it's a witch hunt it's a hoax I'm too busy to watch it that's our version of I'm not a crook right but that's <laughs> the thing day. too is that you know he's watching it because you have he's talked before about how he, there's like TVs. He watches TV constantly. That's all he does. He watches all the things. He wants to know what everybody's saying about him. Of course he's watching the impeachment hearings. Of course. And even if he isn't, he has someone who's watching them for him and giving him the highlights. I'm sure he's like right now throwing shit around the office. There's nothing there. I see they're using lawyers that are television lawyers. And they took some guys off television. You know, I'm not surprised to see it because Schiff can't do his own questions. All right. Schiff was actually not doing a bad job, but I, I really would see, this is why I wish Elijah Cummings was still alive. Ah, um, because I think the Democrats need to ask tougher questions. This is, this is so funny that this is how he responds to it. New hoax, same swamp. Read one tweet from the White House that Trump, Trump retweeted as the proceedings began. He quoted his defenders and lashed out at the first witness to testify publicly, declaring William Taylor the charge d'affaires in the Ukraine and George Kent, a career diplomat, as never Trumpers. Um, it's, it's crazy that he's tweeting it out as it's happening. It, it's all, this really doesn't seem real. I'm wondering like what's really happening in the world that's super, super bad that we're being misled by this sort of monkey show, this like strange like watch the little monkey grind the organ. They're like, look over here, look over here. Something really bad is happening somewhere else that we're all like, what did Trump tweet this time? 
<laughs> like seriously, there's got to be something way worse. Oh, there's it, it's there's funny. a um. Let's see what's going on in uh, Chile is pretty fucked up. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see Brazil. Right. On fire. Um, Brazil's still on fire. Yeah, I believe uh, the they just uh, oh what's going on? Well, with, they've done it then because I didn't know Brazil was still on fire. Yeah, I think it's calmed down, but they still land. The Amazon is still. They're torching it. Oh, here's some important news, too, about um, uh, what's going on in uh, West Africa with the French and their neocolonialism. They still have a stranglehold in some of those African countries, and a lot of people are now starting to backlash toward France and tell them, get your hands out of our country. We're not paying you. That's a whole different topic, but that's also going on. Um, But... This also is very important because this is world news as well, because this is about democracy and corruption. And And he's an idiot. Overall, the president tweeted or retweeted more than 24 times before sitting down with Turkey's Recep Tayyip Erdogan, circulating a video which Trump deemed the impeachment proceedings the single greatest scam in the history of American politics. No, that's not true. Well, I mean, he's not a crook, right? Our country is at stake like never before, Trump said in the video. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you. And I'll you, never let that happen. Are you really fighting for I want to see this phone call is. I bet it's sweet Gail. Whoever talked to her in a moment. I don't want to talk to Oh, I got you. Everything. No. I can't tell. It's not telling me. Blah, blah. If it was, oh, it could be Poji, because he might have tweeted me, or he might have, like, no tweeting. I'm sorry, I'm out of commission today. It's just, I didn't even stay out that late last night. I didn't even drink that much last night. It's so hard, though. I didn't drink at all last night, thank God. It's really hard, though, when I um, work on Tuesdays, because I love the bartenders that are there. And I love hanging out with them after. Like, and I, so I finished my shift. I was ready to go. And then I ended up staying forever because I ended up having so much fun. Having conversations. Having conversations. Just hanging out with the guys that work there. I love, they're great. And it was so slow last night. And so I was just hanging out with the bartenders and that was great. And then some people I knew came in and I'm like, oh my God, now I can't leave. Because now, you know, oh fuck. And I, I feel, I feel kind of terrible that. I don't know if I feel terrible or not about it, but I, I'm sort of deeply enmeshed in this bar culture and I'm like, I don't know, it's just, it's not, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's San Francisco that's sort of like what the culture is here. And it used to be, I mean, old timey San Francisco, you know, we there were bars on every corner. It was like the fucking gold, gold miners and all that shit and they got here and they wanted to spend their money and they wanted whores and alcohol and then they go back out there and pan for gold. Um, but we're like, um, San Francisco used to be a really cool, like hard drinking, cool city. And I feel like, I don't know, these kids these days, no, I I, it's terrible. You think the city's boring? I think it's boring as F. I'm so not bored with the city yet. I, I, I mean, What's I'm happening spoiled. that's... I'm from Chicago. Things are oh. open late. Though, Chicago is cold as fuck right now. It's 14 degrees, so I count my blessings. Well, things being open late, though, we don't even necessarily really need that. Like, last night was late enough. I walked home at 2, and I couldn't catch a bus, and I'm like, well, I'm walking. 
<laughs> and then I, I looked at, I was like, I walked to a different, to, to the trying to get the 90. It was coming in like 17 minutes. I'm like, I'm walking home. That's it. It took me 32 minutes to walk home. That's not bad from, from Bender's. No, I was actually pretty warm because I was walking fast. And I came up with some really good new jokes, but I can't remember them. And I thought to myself, I should take out my pen and paper and I should write this down. But then I was like, no, I'll remember. I'll remember. Well, also too, it's totally two in the morning. Remember. You want to be aware. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, no tango miedo. Right. It's the, the tenderloin. It's fine. Everybody's sleeping. Everybody's sleeping. Or everyone's high. Well, they're high and they're sleeping. They've gotten high so they can sleep. If you're on enough heroin, you can sleep anywhere. And they've got like, their tent cities kind of get set up and you see which places. They aren't bothering with me. They don't give a fuck about me walking around at two in the morning. They're, nobody is. And if somebody was, I would be able to tell that because they'd, they'd come up to me in a menacing way. Or, yeah, do you I know don't what fuck I mean? with walking at two in the morning. Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. I, I don't trust, I, I don't know. I have a stun gun for a reason. Ugh, why, people, it, it makes me crazy I when don't, it's like, I, don't, I need to turn off my phone. I'm like, I don't trust people. Don't you know that I'm doing the altercast? <laughs> yeah. Don't you know? Gosh darn it. Do, do, do. No, it just, I mean, it's my buddy. I told him he can come play piano here if he wants. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, I told him, how many times do I have to tell you? Come by between noon and four. Just come by between noon and four. I'm going to be here. You can play the piano. But it's like, that's the thing. I'm here between noon and four, but I'm doing radio. I'm not just like fucking <laughs> sitting. I'm not just like, I mean, what What do you think? <laughs> come on. I'm doing. No, 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 no. You're fine too. I just, I have to open the thing and get the stuff, but Shane's coming. It's not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Shane. Shane <laughs> wants to play piano. I know I've got to deal with you too, and I've got to get the stuff and... It's not four. It's not four o'clock. That's the. I just. I wasn't. Usually, I'm have time to set up for the day, and and I didn't today. We'll blame Muni. And and yeah. So we're blaming Muni. I was ready. I was ready to do everything. No, it's Muni. I I've noticed too with Muni again, going on a Muni rant. They uh, their trains have. They've been having issues with the trains again. So we'll see what happens when I have to take my ass to work. Will I be sitting there on the Embarcadero for 40 minutes or so? Well, let's talk about my lift ride this after this weekend where I was, my life Ooh. felt severely threatened. I was okay. nervous for my life three times. And I still, Jonathan still had to pay $12 for that fucking bullshit. Fuck you, Lyft. So the first thing we get into the, first, he tells them what side, 12 bucks. I was like, let's take the bus. Let's take the bus. We're not in a rush. Let's take the bus. He's like, well, we're supposed to be there. They said they lit the grill. We're supposed to be there. I'm like, it's a barbecue. No big deal. Let's just get there on the bus. Let's take the bus. Portal bus. We'll take the we'll take the bus. Take the mute. He says no. Calls the lift. Okay. Tells them what side of the street to pick us up on. First, they on the wrong side of the street. So we have to unsafely cross the street to get into his car. Then I notice chips on the floor, and I notice that his seat's a little bit ripped. And I'm like, this guy is not the most attentive to details. And then he zips off. Zoom. And we're going so fast. And I'm like. I'm sort of like white knuckling already. I'm like, wow, we're not in a rush. And I start talking to Jonathan, but I'm getting really nervous. And we're starting to go up these hills, vroom, 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 up these hills. And I look at Jonathan and I look at him in my mouth, I'm scared. I'm, and he doesn't do anything. I'm like, let's get out of the fucking car now. I'm scared. He's talking to us, something happens. And he's just going way too fast. He's, he's like going really, really fast down Geary. And I'm like, does he have to go this fast down Geary? 
and he almost like rear ends a person. Then there's a problem with the bus. He's swerving in and out of traffic. Then he gets to the top of the damn hill. And instead of going under the thing, he goes kind of over. Then he goes on the wrong way down a one-way street. And I go, oh. hey, hey, wrong way, one-way street. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got you there, huh? So then he goes out and he keeps driving or whatever. And there was another point where he like, so then when he lets us out, he lets us out on the Muni tracks. Like the train comes out from, it's called the West, not West Portal, but it's one of the portals. And it's right there on Carl and Cole or whatever it is right there, but it comes out and there's the Burgermeister. And he parks right on the tracks. And Jonathan looks at him and goes, you know you're on the Muni tracks, right? And he's like, yeah, I could have let you out somewhere else, but. So why did I have to pay for that? You should have reported. I, we did. I had Jonathan do the whole thing with the stuff and do the zero, yeah. one star or whatever. But like, I'm really pissed because, I, I mean, it, Muni like fucked up with me today, but I should have, maybe I should have taken the bus that was at 1055 or something. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I was, no, I tried no, to take the 1106 bus. No, because it usually gets you here at a, at a oh, yeah. uh, it usually gets you here at a, a a certain amount of time yeah, 11 45 but this is what i'm talking about like nothing is reliable muni's not reliable lyft and uber they their drive their drivers Scary. sometimes are i was frightened for my life i really thought this is it we're gonna get in a car crash well especially the fact our, last week i told you the story ah put it near my mouth um last week i told you the story of the girl that was telling me that the uber driver went on to the wrong uh part of the highway or what have you right and that's come on dude there, there's a big red and white sign that says do not enter this was the wrong way down a one-way street that is the same thing one way going the other direction a bus was coming at us that you could tell that there was nowhere else to go that's that's some unsafe driving right there. It like was awful. I could have took the wheel. Like you know what? Let me drive myself. I haven't driven in thirteen years, and I thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're I like I'm, I can do this shit. You're like I would do a better job. I would know better than not to go down well, the runway street. I'm not. It's a Sunday. Was it a Saturday or a Sunday? It was a Saturday. It's a Saturday afternoon. No one's in a fucking rush, man. Get me there safely. Don't get. I'm not. Like I'm not, it's not a Monday at nine o'clock and I'm like, I got to get to work now. I'm like, I've got a huge presentation. Go. It was like, yeah, but you still don't want to go that fast. No matter what day it is, I was, I mean, especially down those hills. Come on. Dude. Up and down. I was scared for my life. Scared for my life. I mean, sometimes I don't mind if they're going fast, but <laughs> I mean, if you're going so fast to the point where you're not paying attention and you're, you go down the road. On he, a one-way street? He clearly didn't live in the city. He was probably from like yeah. the rich, Richmond or somewhere else, Oakland or wherever. I don't know. Mm -mm. But See, just the, drive safe. This is why they shouldn't contract them. They should just hire them. Stop being fucking cheap. That's true, too. Stop being fucking... This is what happens when you find the cheap way around things. Well, it's the way that we've turned labor. It's, it's the way... That, so corporations always want to pay people the least amount of that course, they can yeah. so they can make the most profit. Right. And that's capitalism. And socialism says that, hey, we all need goods and services, but why can't we all have like an equi equitable and fair well, valuation for our labor? And then there's also the reason they don't want, un they don't want anything unionized. No, they don't want to unionize Lyft. No way. 
yeah. yeah. They don't want them to have a voice. They want them to be mindless workers that are happy with making $15, $16 an hour. It's like, if that. it's sort of like the new McDonald's worker, except you're an adult because you have to drive a car because you're in a, or whatever. I feel sorry for McDonald's workers. Anyone in fast food, period. Uh, it's just not right. But I mean, I also feel like these drivers are getting a short end of the stick. But again, we talked about this last week. They are not vouching for some of these people that they supposedly contract. And that someone's going to, there's going to be more people ending up dead sure. or in bad accidents because but, of well, I, you know, their hiring where is, practices. Maybe this is a movie we can write. Where is like, the Lyft driver or the Uber driver who's a serial killer, right? Who like picks up specific people or just, I like like, that. hates specific types of people and starts, you know. That sounds dark and I love it. Right? Like they find people that work at Twitter and it's like some <laughs> underground. It's, they're like, I'm going to murder everyone at Twitter. <laughs> they're all responsible for our president's ridiculousness. I'm going to find them. And so he's like, oh, where do you work? Oh, big, uh huh, is it? Oh, Instagram, not going to kill you. Okay, you're fine. <laughs> oh, you work? I'll drive you to Google. I think Google? everybody Fine. Should, Google, I'll take you to work. No I problem. think everybody should die. You work, do you work for that big, that big, uh, blue Facebook okay but if it's that little if it's that fucking little blue bird no he the takes tweets. you he takes you uh, out to a weird one of the weird hills in San Francisco one of the 14 or 38 hills or whatever the fuck we have over here and he like you know he does something maybe maybe he feeds them to the birds maybe he takes Chops the bodies them grinds them up with a wood chipper a la Fargo and then feeds them to like the condors or something yeah like it's I, a bird rescue. The person's kills. Fitting end. Yeah. The the kills must be no guns. Okay. No guns. More like axes and, and knives and, and chains and yeah, hand. Sure. Strangulation. Right. Ooh, I like this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, then, I but like then this. to keep the whole bird thing together because it's Twitter and it's about tweeting. He, that's how he disposes. But he, no, he does how he disposes of the bodies. Is he, it's a bird sanctuary of talons, raptors. So it's like owls and eagles. They all have talons, and so they eat the they eat the slurry. They eat the human slurry. And <laughs> but the whole thing is that it's he's he only murders he only murders people at Twitter, and they can't figure it out. The police can't figure it out. They're like, why are they just Twitter, they're not seeing the connection with the Lyft driver that's driving them to work. It, it shows has to the, be just the Twitter people. I just, yeah, I oh just yeah, like, because there's got to be a larger conspiracy about the about uh, passing around or, or letting the letting the president can you throw fund disinformation. You, well, then there's Facebook too, right? No, but for some reason this that's why he's psychotic. He's a psycho killer. That's why he's only I mean, wants to kill people from Twitter. Well, okay. How about this? How this? Pl how about this plot? So, of course, it takes place here. Yes. Which is the tech yeah. capital yeah, the tech. of the world. Yes. He doesn't only he. Okay, so he has like a really hard on for people that work for Twitter, but he murders people that are in that tech industry because they've taken his job away and so now he's went down to being a uber lyft driver oh. so he despises people but what if he used to work but we could make it all together he used to no that's too many connections if he worked for twitter and then he was killing twitter people they'd easily find him yeah yes, that's yes. yes so the police aren't that dumb yeah, so it has to be like a, like a basically of like, you know, he it has to be a technology thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, he's against like the tech and he goes to all these like 
protest and stuff and you know he's the scary guy in the crowd and stuff but he wears a weird mask they can't see his face and then he's on social media as well so and he can kind of like lure people in that are always like on twitter or uh but then then it doesn't but he's only killing people that he's driving around in his lyft or uber yeah but also too there's a way that you know there's like a glitch where you know they find out he worked they work for some someone in tech and then you know he murders them all right <laughs> I, I netflix this net, is our netflix. idea actually i had a really good i had a really good idea for netflix the other day uh none of them are listening but this was my idea for netflix uh, it's a chef show except it's bakers who aren't good at uh, decorating so we get artists like real artists like the guy who's doing the art right in here right now joey walk he's got the um retro moto project it's amazing they're like botanical drawings except they're of motorcycles they're so good he's such a talented artist and i'm sure he could do amazing things on a cake i can't when i like i can make a delicious i can make all the gingerbread for a gingerbread house i can build it i can construct it but it looks like a four-year-old decorated it when i'm done with it like i'm just not good at decorating so it'd be instead of cake boss it'd be cake loss right except that it's (laughs) but it's it's a pair you pair up the baker with the artist and so then like you get to see all these weird artists that are doing cool stuff because they're good at like tiny little details and piping and all that stuff and i'm like ugh perfection is the enemy of done does it taste good like i i don't care what it looks like you're gonna smash into it anyways but i do care what it looks anyways presentation presentation is a lot and i'm not good at that so i thought oh this would be a good netflix cooking show of like it would have to be an hour long the reason why because that person that's really good at baking must also decorate their first round to see how terrible it is and then the second round they find an artist they pair up with an artist Cause you, you, it's almost like American Idol, but with cakes, you gotta like have well, the terrible. Could, they, they could show it in the back. They could show the background. They could be like, Pam Benjamin Baker has no, and they'd show pictures of what I did in the past. Yeah. So they'd see People like, like to see sh- shitty things I, and I, laugh. Well, I can't, that's the thing is I'd love to be, I'd love to be on America's Next Top Baker or on, you know, try out for the British Baker, even with an English, with a normal, with an American accent. They'd never let me on, but I would suck. I do really great at bread week. I'm sure. But, and I, I'm fine with pastry and I'm fine. There's a lot of things, but when it comes to like the decoration of it, that icing on the cake, all I can do is like a mirror glaze. That's it. And like throw some flowers on there or shit, some gold leaf. I can't, my piping is for shit. I just can't do it. I can't do neither. So yeah. I would not be a contestant. Well, so I've been thinking <laughs> of Netflix shows. All right, let's put on a, let's put on a little, little Cope song. I'm going to help Scotto set up out there and all right. uh, drink your coffee. We'll be right back to talk about. I also have some uh, Vietnam stuff just because of the um, Veterans Day. Fucking Nam. And I also have a theory, though, that. I mean, so I've been reading a lot about Vietnam, and I think it's really important to think about that war because it was an utter and complete failure, and our government tried to forget it and sweep it under the rug, but I feel like there's a lot of lessons to be learned out of failure, and it was like, maybe we can learn that war is bad, okay? Like, anyways. Well, they learn not to draft. It's, yeah. (laughs) Well, this is the big, this is when they're talking about 65, which is before they started sending tons and tons and tons of people. And just the Marine that wrote the book and he's dealing with this loss. And that was before it got crazy at all. Yeah. That's when people still liked Lyndon Johnson. It was, 65 was the year that the, 
the memo went into McNamara that said this is an unwinnable war and they doubled down on it and then they ended up sending like 500,000 troops they went from 20,000 people first they were just advisors and they had like 2,000 people and then they had like 10,000 people and then 20,000 and then 500,000 and it's crazy it's like and then they start drafting poor people. Well, yeah, and then they started drafting dumb people. And then there started being, well, no, it was McNamara's morons. They actually lowered the IQ so that Yikes. they could let more people in to the draft. So it became unsafe when people were over there because they didn't have like... But their training was... The tra they didn't have the ability to be trained because they, they were under the... They weren't as smart as they should have been. Like, and who are you giving guns to? You're giving guns to dumb people? Oh, wait, Mississippi. <laughs> Sorry. You're giving guns to dumb people. I mean, I guess we are giving guns they, to dumb people all the time gave, in yeah, Arkansas. They gave, yeah. It's not their Indiana, fault, though. We don't, we're not educating them. It like, is their fault. Can everybody become woke? I think they can. Can't I they? Think, no. I'm tired, really? of I'm tired of people being woke. It's starting but to become a least, fake thing. I mean, but there is a place for it where you move from a place of ignorance to a place of understanding. And I think that that's what we're calling woke. Like there are people, my grandma never got there. You know, my, my first, uh, my only husband was an Af is still alive. He's an African, an African American gentleman. And my grandmother, very racist, did not go to the wedding. Oh, and that wow. was a thing. And she almost got there toward the end. Um, of being cool with him, but she was never cool. She was never woke about it. But I think now that there's like this opportunity for people who have been steeped and they're in racism and in this country and the way that we have treated each other and to say, to see, whoa, and to have, start having some semblance of empathy instead of, well, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I see your point, yeah, but there's also the fake woke, which is like the fake liberals that live here, which I have an issue with. You know, the people that are like, I voted for Obama, but not those people in my neighborhood, liberals, mm. which I have the a big issue. The ones that call, call the cops on the little girl selling water or whatever exactly or or yeah. oh here's the story uh that happened on bart last week the brother eating his sandwich on the bart platform um this popo the bart police who kill people too uh, guns. yeah he um was saying to the man you can't eat that here by the way he's on the bart plan platform, platform yeah, yeah sure. where people eat and drink all the time sure and so the popo bart pop uh, pop bart cop uh basically was holding on uh, to the guy's uh, backpack saying that, well, I'm going to have you under arrest. What? And the brother's like, where's the sign? Now, luckily, this is recorded. So um, so basically, they tried to detain the brother and what have you. He got to finish his sandwich. Oh, good. Um, but Jeez. there was a, um, on Saturday, this past Saturday, um, at the Embarcadero, everyone had a um, an eat-in on funny. the BART platform in the Embarcadero where everyone well, was uh, eating their sandwiches and seeing, you know, because basically, you, we know what this the sandwich, is. The sandwich isn't the motherfucking problem. Uh, people smoke crack on the BART. I've seen people smoke fucking crack. I've seen people smoke heroin off tinfoil on the BART. Just brazenly this in is, front of everybody. This is at 8 in the morning, too. Sure, Everyone's I, on their way to work to eat or, or, to, or to go to work. And so people are drinking their Starfucks and eating their egg sure, muffins on the platform. Sure, fucking croissant. 
and so this of course this this fucking saltine wow racism um, is real yo yeah so i mean that when people talk about the bay area as being liberal i'm like <laughs> hold on there just a little bit yeah there's still, I, I like my racism up front and in my face thank th- you there's still there's there's still a lot of uh bigotry that happens and i i feel like now it's really spreading towards um people with who wear hijabs women who wear oh yeah that's Muslim been a thing since and, after 9 11 yeah that shit ain't new they're the new negroes but, but even when even when <laughs> we're in new, san francisco and we're the pretend woke that kind of stuff still happens yeah i still what, see people clutch bags around african-american gentlemen the, like that kind of shit which is pretty old-timey racist like yeah they're going to hurt me i must keep my belongings close it's like fuck you they might have they or, probably have a better you, job than you do or like when i worked in the marina people would say like oh you you speak very well or you sound oh very God. you know for your urban you don't have your you're not using your urban accent right and i told you a long time ago there were the reasons why i couldn't get a job in the city using my first name which is latoya but everyone here knows me as sharif because well, that name Latoya sounds very, very ethnic. It does. Sound. I never got any callbacks, so yeah. I tried, changed, started using my middle name, and I got a bunch of callbacks. That has never happened to me before in the state of Missouri or in the state of Illinois. And Missouri's pretty fucking racist. I'm just saying. Yeah. Fake ass liberal bullshit. There you go. Uh, let's. Uh, we'll listen to. We're, we'll take a little. We'll take a little break. Actually, I'll. I'll, I'll play the commercials. Why not? We've got law tigers. They've been supporting us. Oh, you know what else is exciting? I just got a new account too. Monkey Brains oh, made a commercial with nice. Monkey Brains. So they're going to start do, having a commercial on the breakers. So that's great. Oh, internet. and exciting 806 South Venice Bender's Bar and Grill. They've agreed to sponsor the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So they're paying for all the t-shirts. So it's a total coup because they're going to have, we're going to have benders on the back of the t-shirt this year. I'm so stoked. Um, I'm still looking for sponsors. If you're out there and you want to give me a thousand bucks, please, because I need uh, our videographer and um, camera photographer. uh, I want to pay them. And so that's the last sort of chunk of money that I need. But we're still pretty far out there. So things are good. Uh, All right. I'm going to put on some commercials and we'll be right back here on the AltaCast. So... for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. Listen to live streaming radio 
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Spiegelman and I am Carl not Spiegelman join us every Sunday 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube we watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good well they're chosen by uh, here's you. his theme song again bye okay bye watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? 
Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. There it is, Counter Offer, baby. Counter Offer, offering you the best food. I don't know if it's the best, but it's pretty fucking good. Uh, if you like burgers and tots and things of that nature, and who doesn't? Uh, weird music in the fields behind us. That's happening. Uh, all right, yeah, we're back here on the AltaCast. Thank you for being here, listening in. We're gonna tell you more about the Trump ridiculousness. Our country is at stake like never before. They're trying to stop me because I'm fighting for you and I'll never let that happen. I'm fighting for you. He's, yeah, I know. He can't fight anywhere. He didn't fight for nothing. I'm fighting for my bank account. Yeah. The Democrats have been trying to make a case that the president tried to extort a foreign nation. We read the transcript last week. Ukraine to investigate the political rival of former Vice President Joe Biden. But even if the House ultimately votes to make Trump the only the third... American president to be impeached. Few expect the Republican-controlled Senate to eventually remove Trump from office. Although a number of the president's advisors believe that impeachment could be a political winner for Trump on the campaign trail next year, the president has reacted angrily to the probe. He defended his summer phone calls with Ukraine's leader, which was at the heart of the inquiry, as perfect, while deriding the impeachment efforts as conspiracy among Democrats and the deep state. Trump has long been frustrated by his inability of his own White House staff and his Republican cohorts on Capitol Hill to change the narrative of the impeachment inquiry and has urged them to mount a more robust defense. You know, it's hard to defend a lying liar. A lot of uh, lawyers maybe don't want to take on a murder case because they know someone did it, maybe. I don't know. I mean, and plus, too, he's not the nicest boss. Right? I mean, come You're on. fired. I mean, as many, it's, eh, I'm not tangled up. Uh, as many people, like, he wants people to be loyal to him, but he's not loyal to them. Mm. And then, and what's dumb about it is these loyalists and these people that work for him, what, what do you, what are you going to get out of it? What kind of power? What is the benefit? What is the end game? Do you think you're going to make money? I mean, it, it, there's no end game to it, Could, really. I mean, I mean, I would it, never work. I would never work for a man that's abusive. 
Yeah, show me on the doll where he touched you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Steve Jobs, one of the most smartest mans in the world, but was very abusive to his uh, there's employees. A, there's a, um, you know, I, an opera about him now, and it's playing at the opera house soon or now. But Steve Jobs, the opera. That's awesome. Steve Jobs. I mean, but Steve I mean, Jobs. I can't Job, put Jobs. I should not put Steve Jobs and 45 in the same category. But it's just, I just don't understand as many people have that he's fired. Who, who wants those positions? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's drunk on power. That's it's a it's, power thing. But, you know, but let's say, let's say, okay, let's pretend no, I would never work. See, I'd never work. I already have my story about Trump and how I didn't do The Apprentice. Right. See? Because I, you I, knew said, what you're I said to into. them, I said, I, said, I didn't want to. I, I mean, I love to meet. I only wanted to meet Martha Stewart. I love me some Martha. I'm going to get my Martha tattoo. I love me some Martha Stewart. Yeah, but, love, love, love. In my heart for Martha. What you would Trump. deal with. Oh, yeah. If you were to, because he, you know, he's the boss. Like in 2006. No, I just yeah. didn't ever want to meet him. When they're like, hey, you know, if Martha Stewart doesn't get picked up for a second season, we'd love to have you on the, on the Apprentice. And on you the said, Hell no. I said, I don't want to meet that fuck face. I don't want to fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be on his stupid fucking show. <laughs> I only want to be on the show because I want to meet Martha Stewart. Let's get this straight. I want to meet Martha Stewart. Someday, Martha, if you're out there, please. <laughs> Women in business don't cry, my dear. That's what she said the first season it didn't get picked up for a second season why because i wasn't on it if i would have been on it it would have been so it's fucking cool. entertaining it's so cool you got a call back though. i know I mean, it was great i, got, I always get the call back I, well I, was, I would brag about that bullshit well i i brought them to my call back in la i brought them freshly baked cinnamon rolls like because i learned that martha does martha loves to vacuum it, it relaxes her and she always if there's like an important meeting i've read and things she'll bake because it makes her feel more confident and i was like i'm fucking baking so not, you won I'm their hearts baking. by not just your personality, but well, their food. My food too. But here was the problem is that I don't look good on film. So they took a Polaroid of me. And whenever you're in line for reality TV, if they take a Polaroid of you, that means they're actually thinking about you. Because they take the Polaroids and they move them around and they think, who's going to look good together and who's going to da 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 da. And I just... And I've had Polaroids taken of me, but I don't film well. I'm too hyper and weird and obviously, I to the camera. And you were almost at that point where you filmed very well because they wanted you at one point. So, mm. well, and this was this was my early this was my early 30s. So um, I was a little different back then, but same <laughs> same like personality and stuff. I wore a little bit more makeup and put myself together a little better, probably. <laughs> But um, I mean, it is an audition. It so, was an audition. Yeah. I did. I put myself together. Yeah. But I was also like super hyper and super crazy because I saw a tape later. I also tried out for um, there was a design show on like the t design TV or something. And it was I went in and I, I got called back for that, too. So but I was crazy. And so then my it was like design star wannabes and they put me on the Internet for a while. And I had a funny and I was crazy in that interview because on the way there, my car had broken down and I fixed it with duct tape. Like I was like, I am getting to this callback. I am going to make it. Was this in, this is now in L.A. This too. was in L.A. So I drove from San, San Diego, Diego to L.A. My car broke and I fixed it with duct tape, made it to the thing. Then it wouldn't start. I had to have it towed somewhere and get fixed. I had to spend the night at a friend's house. It was that, weird. That was an adventure. It was an adventure. Yep. Back in the day. You know what I heard? Back though? in the I, day. I was uh, reading rumors that after uh, hopefully 45 doesn't 
you know, get a second term. He's interested in having a reality show. Of course he is. He's already on a reality show. It's called The President. <laughs> and we are all We're all suffering. apart right now. Yeah, we're, we're all, a part, we're all a part of it. Who's um, going to die on the next episode? Ooh. Trump allies seem to settle on two talking points, that the hearings were boring and that the Ukraine matter was not an impeachable offense, but a foreign policy disagreement. Mm. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham hit on both, tweeting, tweeting again, this this sham hearing is not only boring, it's a colossal waste of taxpayer time and money. Congress should be working on passing USMCA, funding our government and military, working on reduced drug pricing, and so much more. Oh, I thought she was going to say reducing the opiate crisis, reducing drug pricing. Are you fucking kidding me? You're just talking about funding. You're talking about funding the military and pharmaceutical companies and capitalism in the same fucking breath. You are the worst. Our American government sucks. Fuck your faces. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I am, seriously, they are exactly what's wrong with everything. It's rich wait, people staying rich. Did, did she say this is a waste of money, knowing mm-hmm. that the fact of the matter that um, as many times as they've used Secret Service, which we pay for. Forever we have to follow oh, that. Oh, and then his, his, his flying up and down on Air Force One to Mar-a-Lago, we pay for that. Why can't he just live in the White House like a normal president? And how many is golf trips? Is it not trips good have- enough for you? It's, is our White House, is the, is the capital of our nation not good enough for you? President? Call yourself the president? El Presidente. Oh, I mean, bow down to King President Money. I mean... I mean, and, oh, nah. also too. Socialist rants. He. <laughs> I mean, he. Socialist rants. This is a waste of money, really. I mean, come on. Four hundred million dollars to Ukraine. Not a waste of money, huh? Everyone, we could all four hundred million dollars. We could at least start the Green New Deal. We've talked about the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal would work if you remove the yoke of student loan debt from people. Now and. This doesn't even help me. I have no student loan debt. I have three degrees. I have two master's degrees. All of my degrees. I paid in cash. I have a teaching credential. I've been to lots and lots and lots of school. And guess what? I've never taken out a student loan because I don't like loans. I don't. But a lot of people have. So when I'm saying get rid of student loans, that's not even for me because I don't give a fuck. I don't even need that. But I'm saying for other Americans... School should be free. School should be free. Unless it's a private institution. But you have to, you cannot have people carry around this student debt that ruins, they can't invest. They can't can't, purchase homes. They can't purchase homes. They can't invest. They don't have extra income. They have to have a job that they maybe hate and it's not the right thing for them and their career changes because they're having to pay back student loans. Some people, I have a buddy who, I mean, she took out a ton of student loans and sadly she never finished her degree. And she owes like $160,000. That is the norm. For, a non, for not even having a degree. Why Why do we make education this thing of like, you have to be good enough and it has to be out here and only rich people deserve it. Only rich people get to be educated. I heard it didn't used Fuck to be that you. way. Well, no. Well, now the internet exists and we can actually educate ourselves. But, you know, they're but you're having... Need, I mean, you're still going to need a piece of paper somehow, some way. Maybe not in the tech world. And, and and the landscape is changing everywhere and because of that let's not put education on this high pedestal that only allows rich people to have access to it and it's the same thing with like computers well if you don't have the internet 
how do you learn shit? Or like, you know, if you want to become an engineer, you're still going to need school. If you want to be a teacher, who wants to be a teacher nowadays anyway? Right, exactly. Pay, you know. Yeah, why, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna why need, would you spend $60,000 on a degree so that you can make $32,000 a year? It makes no sense. Why spend to be a teacher who wants to be a teacher like oh i'm so altruistic i'm gonna spend all this money to be the best teacher i can and then i'm not gonna make any money and then I'm they burn out well, i mean i was a teacher for four years and i burnt the fuck out i burnt out and that was no child left behind and that there. was no child left behind and yeah, i'll just think about it Oof. scary but that people pay a lot of money for their degrees and then they're not their work isn't isn't valued so yeah. And then, and then they still have the yoga student debt. It's terrible stuff. Okay, I've sneezed. <laughs> but hey, let's save money. But yeah, let's let's save money. This is crackling and it's making me crazy. So I want to put it back. Put it back. Yeah. Uh, okay. More about uh, blah 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 blah. Oh, it's so it's boring. Oh, are our impeachment trials boring you? Is the government Republican boring? Be- Was it? Is it? Is our political system not boring a, to a, you? Not, not enough explosions. Are there? You know the system of checks and balances. I know it's so boring. Oh gosh, pe- adults in a room talking. Yeah. Boring. Not yelling and tweeting like a fucking four-year-old. Yeah, it's oh I, so boring. Four-year-olds tweeting. Uh, she went on to write. Dems star witness can't provide firsthand knowledge of any wrongdoing by President of the United States. That's not true. Their own testimony contradicts the Dems' false quid pro quo narrative. These are essentially two bureaucrats with a foreign policy gripe. No, no, no. He said, now first, now there is a language barrier, so that's happening. And also, you know, our president speaks like a second grader, so there's a language barrier there, too. <laughs> um, it was a perfect phone call. It was a perfect. It was perfect. What? Who says I just that? just because I'm saying, you know, I'll scratch your back if you fucking scratch Joe Biden out of the race. You know what I mean? I'll scratch your back. That is scratch him out. Interfering, having a foreign entity interfering for four hundred million dollars. Well, is that bribery or I, is that just paying someone? Is that just be, straight treasonous? I or? think that would be bri- bribery, wouldn't it? Because I'm holding this money. Or is it? No, it's not blackmail. So it would be bribery, I guess. Because I'm holding it. If you don't do this for me, you're not going to get this four hundred dollars. That's we said last week. That's some mob shit. Four hundred million dollars. That's some mob shit. That's like a lot of you, money. you do like you said. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. If you don't scratch it, you don't get this fucking money. Right. And we shouldn't be giving that kind of. Why are we giving that much foreign aid to the Ukraine? I guess it's something that we signed up with. I don't know. Do they have oil? Are we getting oil from them? What do we need? Well, I, I mean, well, the, what happened with ukraine a couple years ago with russia we kind of bailed them out and helped them so they're an ally as well so are they except if they already in our last elections like were meddling are they allies well that was russia and ukraine and russia are they're different i'm sorry they've been like they're different countries yeah i'm I'm such i'm an ignorant american (laughs) the the trump campaign began blasting out rapid response rebuttals one claiming that the democrats lie and slander president trump and made a fundraising appeal. Although Trump has teased that he will soon release the transcript of his April phone call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, White House officials are not confirming that any such release is forthcoming. He ain't going to. That first call to Zelensky is widely known to have been largely congratulatory conversation after Zelensky's election. It was the rough transcript of Trump's second call with Zelensky in July that prompted a whistleblower's complaint. 
Releasing a transcript of the first call could be an attempt by the White House to distract us from the congressional hearings. Although the impeachment inquiry has moved well beyond the phone call into broader attempts by the president and his allies to prod Ukraine to investigate Democrats using U.S. US military aid as leverage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and first of all, come on, do you really think it's not really a transcript? I don't think. But do you really think he's going to bring it out? That's like him saying, like, I'll show you my taxes. Well, b- brother, it's been almost four years. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen those taxes, taxes yet. Show us them. the papers. Yeah. Show I, us your papers. I don't see shit yet. I mean, it's just, it's it's so plain. A detective would solve this immediately. A, a 14-year-old could solve this mystery. Yeah. The fact of the matter is the Republicans are just protecting him. And you know what's going to be great about history? They're all going to look horrible. They're, they're on the wrong side of history. And, oh, watch, watch. In a couple of years, some of these Republicans who are Trump loyalists are going to be like, well, I, you know, I, I, I talked... You know, I, I was not for what he was doing. I think what he was saying was illegal. They're going to flip the script. I, you know, and so this is this is this is a fun thing. This is off a website called Politico, Politico. and they went sort of line by line and said what's going on here. So the, the, the real things that are a problem. First, we've got the setup analysis. Ooh. Here, Trump starts out his call with Zelensky by emphasizing how much the U.S. spends on Ukraine and implying the country is dependent on that aid because Europe isn't doing its fair share. The EU has actually provided more than $16.5 billion to Ukraine since 2014. By saying the U.S. has been, quote, very, very good to Ukraine, Trump seemed to be setting up a power dynamic and establishing leverage that he later uses in the call to ask Zelensky for a favor. Mm. Tanks and thanks. Analysis. So first he says, we are talking about sanctions against the Russian Federation. I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. Oh, maybe that's that was in the wrong voice. Uh, analysis. I didn't do the Zelensky voice. Analysis. Zelensky here references the U.S.'s provisions of American-made anti-tank missile system to the Ukraine last year. Ukraine had lobbied hard to Western officials for more weapons and non-lethal aid to combat Russia aggression in eastern Ukraine, and the weapons were finally delivered in April 2018. Mm. Zelensky says Ukraine is ready to buy more javelins. And was not aware at this point that Trump had ordered $250 million worth of military assistance aid to be withheld from Ukraine just days before this call. Mm-hmm. So he's thanking him for the tanks. Tanks and thanks. Tanks. The big ask. This is the big ask from the president. Well, like big I'll, try to do his, I'll try to do his voice. I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot. And Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on in the... Okay. Analysis. Immediately after Zelensky mentions U.S. defense aid, Trump directly asks Zelensky for a favor, indicating such aid may be dependent upon Zelensky's compliance. He launches into a request that Ukraine investigate the cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike. 
that determined the Democratic National Committee had been hacked by Russia. This is a reoccurring obsession for Trump. The fact that the DNC did not provide its server to the FBI to examine independently. Trump told the Associated Press in 2017 he thought CrowdStrike was Ukraine-based and owned by a very rich Ukrainian. The firm was actually founded by a Russian-American, Dmitry Alpovovich, and is based in Sunnyvale, California. Uh-oh. All right, so he's asking him to to uh, do that analysis. This is the new one. Bringing in Barr. Uh, William Barr, crook. This is a new revelation. It hadn't been previously reported that Trump tried to get Attorney General William Barr involved, which would indicate that the president tried to put the weight of the Justice Department behind an investigation of his biggest political rival. It wouldn't be the first time. Trump has mused openly about getting the Justice Department to investigate Hillary Clinton, Jim Comey, and various other foes. It's funny because Jim Comey used to be his homie. But it raises more questions about why the Justice Department advised the Director of National Intelligence to withhold from Congress a whistleblower complaint that reportedly centers around a call in which Barr is explicitly named. All right. This is all, I guess it's, this is all, this is all, introducing Rudy Giuliani. Oh, my favorite fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani. Okay, I'm doing the wrong voice again. The Zelensky voice. I will personally tell you, you that go. one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine, and we will meet once he comes to Ukraine. I just want to assure you that once again, you have nobody but friends around us. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Zelensky acknowledges what has been previously reported, that Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, met with a Zelensky aide recently. Giuliani has said the State Department was involved in setting up that back channel. Zelensky stopped short of promising a Biden investigation, but clearly wants to stay on Trump's good side because the U.S. is one of the most important allies in the fight against Russian aggression. So he doesn't brush it off altogether. Mm-mm-mm. So this is all about, like... Trump thinks he's buddies with Zelensky and wants all these favors. And Zelensky's like, fuck yeah, we need to be buddies because Russia's breathing down our neck. Right. And And, and Russia's fucked with you in the past. So let's us fuck with Russia a little bit. And plus it's a power struggle too because Trump, he he feels is like I've got more power over the Ukraine and I have more of this money that I can withhold. Mm, Just some very bad people. Obviously, this is like that's a quote from the president. This is a quote, the president. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good and he was shut down. And that's really unfair. A lot of people are talking about that, the way they shut your very good prosecutor down. And you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. Trump here is referring to Ukraine's chief prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, who is not considered a very good prosecutor, by Ukraine's own parliament, which voted to remove him. Indeed, Shokin was widely condemned as soft on corruption and fired in 2016 amid international pressure to remove him. Trump and Giuliani, however, have claimed that Biden alone urged Ukraine to fire Shokin because he was investigating the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, whose board members included Biden's son, Hunter. According to documents obtained by Bloomberg earlier this year, There was no active investigation of Burisma when Shokin was fired. It had been dormant for more than a year by that point. Subsequent prosecutor generals have insisted they found no evidence of wrongdoing by either Biden or his son. It keeps going. Here come the Bidens. This was a crazy phone call. I know, right? 
Who, and who talks? Who says all this shit on the phone? Who talks like this? Who? How? What were they? Not smart. I mean, not smart at all. It's a it's a long. I mean, it was a it's a long call too. Uh, Rudy very much. He's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador of the United States, the woman was bad news. <laughs> And all the people she, so he just, this is very funny. They didn't focus on this at all. Here come the Bidens, but he's got to throw some misogynistic shit in the middle of it just for fun, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. That last ambassador from the United States, that fucking cunty woman, that bitch, <laughs> fuck her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some, I mean, serious, like grab her by the pussy, grab her, grab her by the pussy. We don't like women. Ah, I get it. You're from the Ukraine, but I mean, he just had to throw that in there. Why would you disparage? Your former ambassador. Why would you do that? What, what kind of what kind of dick far are you? Like, well, that's why she's going to be testifying against. Him. I hope so. This appears to be the first indication we've got that former U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, Mary Yovanovitch, was was in Trump's crosshairs. Yovanovitch, who was appointed by President Obama, was suddenly recalled from her post earlier this year, two months earlier than planned, with no explanation. She's a, she's a career diplomat who has been at the forefront of Ukraine's war on corruption and fight against Russian aggression. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland and Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Elliot Engel of New York contended in a letter at the time of her removal stemmed from her anti-corruption work. This is also the first instance in the memo where Trump refers to the Bidens by name, and again repeats the false claim that Biden stopped the prosecution of his son Hunter. He repeats his request that Zelensky work with Attorney General Barr. I mean, it just seems like it's so slimy. It's just so slimy because he thinks that eternal, uh, Attorney uh, Barr is his personal attorney. Right. He really does. And Barr is actually trying to step away from things now because he's just like, whoa. Okay, what am I getting myself into? Oh, and here's another fun fact. Uh, warmonger, uh, guy that has the mustache. Oh, what is his name? John Bolton. John Bolton actually just came out recently. There's uh, some transcripts with him saying that he doesn't want to be part of this drug deal that, uh, uh, not literally drugs, but this bribe deal that uh, 45 and uh, William Barr and Giuliani are stirring up. Giuliani, who knew he was such a slime ball? I did. I mean, I've I always thought he was. I mean, I guess ever since he was of, a mayor. Yeah. Well, that whole stop and frisk thing was pretty exactly. ridiculous. Exactly. He's a racist piece of shit. He, yeah. It's pretty bad. He's not the mayor anymore, is he? America's mayor is more like America's criminal. Huh. Well, it's happening. And I guess the hearings are boring, but. You learn stuff. I mean, you just have to be paid. Not everything has to have explosions, folks. No. <laughs> no. I was I've been watching Star Trek Next Gen and Jonathan was like yesterday, he's like, This show is boring. I'm like, No Don't you talk shit about Next Gen, bro? There's dialogue in a plot. Oh, they're such good actors. Like they're yeah. seriously doing like real acting on that show. It's so funny. But I think the fact of the matter what people are so used to, I mean, there are a lot of people they that are tuning in to it. Like I was watching it online, um, on the Sam Cedar um show on youtube and like over like a thousand people were on uh on the live chat and like see it not i think cnn has it and pbs so everyone is watching it and here's like a here's what the prediction is about everything and they're using the whole uh, nixon impeachment hearings so when the hearings began with nixon uh i believe it was in 73 um 
he had a high approval rating. Now, mind you, 45 has not had a high approval rating no. since he's been in office. He's also been lying about his approval rating among his own people. Yeah. He's Fox, been saying, yeah, he, he said he has a 95% approval rating among. No among, president ever has that. No, but not among everybody, among Republicans. Republicans. But that's not true. 95% of Republicans don't support him. Actually, no, it's been now, It's it, he has a high ranking among Republicans, but it's dropping. It was at one point 95%. It's now dropping down to like 75, 80%. So, but fuck those people because most Republicans are racist anyway. And you can't win a presidency with just Republicans. It's the independents that you have to go after anyway. So what's going on is they're saying that, you know, since with Nixon, he had a higher approval rating. But once they started televising the impeachment hearings, his approval rating dropped, was dropping. And I feel like, I mean, with 45, again, he doesn't have a high approval rating. I think he's probably like around maybe 40% or 37%. Even Fox News, who he's pissed off, pissed off at right now, is being honest about the approval rating. Yeah, and he's got it right off. here. Oh, it's his, uh, as number. impeachment starts, watch Donald Trump's approval ratings. Uh, if Democrats want to remove the president, they'll need to make him an electoral liability, and that won't be easy. This is um, by Jonathan Bernstein, and it, it just came out. On Monday, Jonathan uh, Bernstein went through the, audi the audiences that Democrats will likely have to mind during public impeachment hearings this week. And next, part two now, what are they trying to accomplish? The point of these hearings isn't to learn new things. The House Intelligence Committee will be bringing out witnesses who have already been interviewed behind closed doors. So this is about making the case in public. If Democrats really want to remove Trump from office, then pushing down his public approval rating is key. So far, the Ukraine scandal hasn't really done that. According to 538 estimate, the president's approval rating is now at 41.1%, down about a percentage point from when the story broke in September. It's a very weak number, to be sure. Trump ranks 10th of 11 polling era presidents after 1,027 days in office, and his disapproval number is now up to 54.6%. <laughs> That's more than half the country don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I don't. But bad as that is, it's probably not enough to make the party abandon Trump out of electoral self-interest. At 41%, he's still not a lost cause. No. Perhaps the polls are off or he'll improve a bit before the election. He might even win without getting 50% support. But if Trump were to slip back to match the lowest point of his presidency, when only about 37% of the public approved of how he was doing his job, then Republicans might start to wonder if the risks of sticking him sticking with him would outweigh the risks of removing him. That suggests Democrats will want to do two things in these hearings, make them interesting enough that the news media continues to cover the story, mm -hmm. which is why they're like, yeah. boring, boring. We're only at day one, by boring. the way. But that's the thing, is that, so you've got, they're telling us right now, like, hey, try to keep liven it up a little hey, bit, friends. Democrats. Do you do something? Make it interesting. Make it jazzy. Oh my God! What would be terrible if there was like a school shooting in Cong or in the in the impeachment hearings or something? Like if somebody. You mean you mean a, a mass shooting? Yeah. Well, I mean school shooting, mass shooting, domestic <laughs> terrorism, ter domestic terrorism. You know? That would be that would be fireworks. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm not too worried. You know what I'm more. The thing is like. 40, 41% and 37, that's only four points. Mm -hmm. He's he's about to fuck up somehow, some way. Well, he's, he's a lying liar. 
Uh, so they've got to make them interesting enough that the news media continues to cover the story and focus on Trump, what Trump did and why it was bad. Yes. Rather than on impeachment and the remedy. The first part is obvious. The only way any story affects public opinion is if the media covers it. And saturation coverage is what signals to voters that this is a really important story. As for the second part, simply establishing the facts and why they tell a story of malfeasance should be a much easier sell to the public and to the president's own party. You've already seen the Republican politicians express discomfort or even outright criticism of Trump's conduct in this scandal, but none of them have yet has said Trump should be impeached and removed for it. And the House Republicans voted unanimously against even setting up the impeachment inquiry. Of course they did. In other words, saying that Trump did something wrong splits the Republican Party while saying he should be impeached and removed unites them in opposition, at least for now. And the way to change that dynamic isn't by making a logical argument that, uh, from the facts to impeach. It's to push for an agreement that Trump's behavior was appalling, which would lead to worse numbers in the polls, which would in turn make Republicans in Congress more willing to remove him. Jazz it up, Democrats. Jazz it up. Should it I work think- differently? Uh, should it be about evidence in the law? I think so. But the thing is, like, you know, here's the problem. I think they should have had, they need a, They need some younger people on that committee. They really do. Like, I wish, like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was, or Al Green, Representative Al Green from mm-hmm. Texas, where they actually ask him hard-hitting questions, even, like, Kamala Harris, who, we need a woman in the who, who's, who's a great, she's a great prosecutor for locking up black people. Um, but her questions, the way she questions the president and and his colleagues is on point she but she has to watch out because she is a great prosecutor but she's and she's she's black woman and she's a strong black woman but that he he's gonna play that against her if if they get ever in a head-to-head he's gonna be like not only are you a woman and i don't respect you like he's a you're a black you're a black woman and she has to watch out for that whole i i don't think that she can be well, she's ever a, the front runner because well, she's the, not she's not going to be front runner. She should she should drop out. Well, she's about and to it's drop out and, anyway. and it's really sad because there's so much against women already. But, but being a black woman and it's so hard to fight the stereotype and the trope of the angry black woman. And I feel like the only one and she, she's totally qualified, and amazing person. But the, the only type of person who I think America would be okay with. There's two of them. They wouldn't mind Tyra. And they wouldn't mind Oprah. But Oprah don't say shit either. That's why, because they're they're, they're because the yes, they're figureheads. They're not no, real people. They're no, they're characters. They're the yes Negroes. They're characters. They're the yes Negroes. They're beautiful women, Oprah's and they're mouthpieces, yes and they're characters. And I Kamala Harris is a real prosecutor and a real senator. Well, and a real politician. In order to get this ball really rolling, you need f- some fire. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I like Adam Schiff. He doesn't. He, he don't. He don't got that fire. You know, that's like having Nancy Pelosi like in the impeachment hearings and asking questions. She ain't got that fire. I mean, you need. This is why the Democratic Party needs to turn over and give its torch to the younger generation, because it's going to affect us more than these old, old people. <laughs> Not, I don't. I don't want. I don't mean to talk ageism, but. I don't know, but I, I'm I'm optimistic. I really all You're I optimistic. Want for, I'm optimistic. All I all I want for Christmas is that dude in handcuffs. Well, that and you know, I kind of didn't like that there was there were a bunch of there was a shooting in front of the place that I work. 
I don't know, gun control. I, I feel like there's craziness in the streets. I feel like just just what's going on in our regular lives is like ratcheted up to this whole new level of stress and anxiety. Everyone's stressed out. Yeah. Everybody. And it's People are going to go crazy, but his, but his followers, cause they are followers. I feel they're going to do something that is probably going to bring his approval rating even lower because they're fucking nuts. It's a cult. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. They're gun they're a gun cult. We don't need guns, everybody. I mean, I guess I don't know. I've never I've never shot a gun, but I guess they're fun to shoot, but like I don't know. I don't I don't want to think about killing people and stuff. I don't I'm not don't thinking about like killing that. people. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about because they're violent. Well, they're yeah, violent protecting people. oneself. They're they're a violent group and a lot of them do not like the fact that, you know, why are you why are you practicing democracy? What is this? Oh, we want a dictatorship. They're fucking nuts. And a lot of those supporters have have been the ones that have either uh mailed a pipe bomb or also shot and murdered people in the name of 45 i mean tension is high right now it's on red right now tension is high um i wanted to read this thing just for the we're gonna closing but uh for the for the memorial day for the veterans day for veterans day what's the difference between veterans day and memorial Day? memorial day is the day of like specifically world war ii no no we pay honor to those who have passed away um Veterans as a Day are the ones who are still alive. Well, all together. Oh, we okay. salute them. Well, and hey, I don't like war and I'm not a big fan of the military. I understand it's where, where are we in the society and the time that we're living right now. It's a necessary evil. And um, and that we even have um, ideas and sayings like necessary evil is kind of bad. This is a great quote that's in this book. In such condition, there is no, and he's talking about war. No account of time, no arts, no letters, no society. And which is worst of all, continual fear and danger of violent death. And the life of man, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. That's from um, Hobbes' Leviathan. But um, war is bad. I don't, I, and I, I hate that we... Well, still have it war is bad but the the what's even worse about it is how the soldiers come home and get the short end of the stick exactly and this is that's what this is so this little thing i'm going to read is from it's an excerpt from a rumor of war by philip caputo and he's talking about he had a buddy he went to quantico with in 1964 and his name was walter levy 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 i don't know and he died he got shot in the head and he was trying to save another marine who was already dead and this is in 65 in vietnam and he's like lamenting that this is one of his first friends um and uh and what he says about the country which i think is kind of interesting um so much was lost with you so much talent and intelligence and decency you were the first from our class of 64 to die there were others but you were the first and more you embodied the best of what was in us you were part of us and part of us died with you the small part that was still young that had not yet grown cynical grown bitter and old with death Your courage was an example to us, and whatever the rights or wrongs of the war, nothing can diminish the rightness of what you tried to do. Yours was the greater love. You died for the man you tried to save. You died pro patria. It was not altogether sweet and fitting, your death, but I'm sure you died believing it was pro patria. 
You were faithful. Your country is not. As I write this, 11 years after your death, the country for which you died wishes to forget the war in which you died. Its very name is a curse. There are no monuments to its heroes, no statues in small town squares and city parks, no plaques, nor public wreaths, nor memorials. For plaques and wreaths and memorials are reminders, and they would make it harder for your country to sink into the amnesia for which it longs. It wishes to forget, and it has forgotten, but there are a few of us who do remember because of the small thing that made us love you, your gestures, the words you spoke, and the way you looked. We loved you for what you were and what you stood for. That's so, actually really pretty. That was nice. Well, and it's, but what I wanted to get to is that the country is like, fuck this war, like get rid of it. And so this guy had all these experiences and they were real. It's really sad. He was the guy who um, did the statistics and had to do all the paperwork for all the dead and wounded Oof. on both sides. And so he was sort of like in this safe sort of bunker for a while doing a paperwork. Depressing job. And after this guy died, he was like, I'm going back to the front line. And he asked for a transfer. So he left this place of safety to go back out because he felt like, I don't know, things were too cushy. And he wasn't doing his part. He wasn't doing his part, but he was counting all the dead people. So he knew. And this was before the dead people really started piling on, you know? Yeah. It was in the beginning years or the. Yeah, because no, it, it really to, yeah, you're right. it really started to ramp up in 65. Um, and then it got really bad. And then it bad, got really bad. Yeah. And then Nixon comes in and then he really tears some shit up. But it, it just that just that our country has this collective amnesia and and they've even done it to us now where what is our memory it is so short we can't even remember the grabbing of the pussy we can't even remember the lies he told last week or the things he stretched or the the george washington had two desks he had his business desk and his other desk fuck you man well, don't change history don't change well, things to try to convince us that you're not a bad that you're a good guy fuck you well man. there's a line when he said he talks about the one the people that you forget we, people still forget that we're still in afghanistan right why did we mean, pull out of Syria? Why I are we mean, still in Afghanistan? We're still, yeah, we're still at, we're in Syria. We're in Afghanistan, and then people don't tell you that we also have drones flying in different African countries as well. Sure. And like uh, I think in Lebanon or, or, or Libya, um, and then we have some other things going. I mean, things are being hushed. But also too, I'm glad you put up the Ch uh, Chile thing. Yeah. We're about to, we're involved with that too because also he uh, the president was the first indigenous president. So there's a little bit of racism going on with there. And we were trying, the Americans, again, involving themselves in Latin American politics, overthrow this president so, so it wouldn't become a coup. So, we're, and now there's shit riling up in Chile. So uh, everything is interconnected and- uh, We always got a medal, don't we? And that's the question is, should we go back to a period of isolationism? Like, you know, how we, before the first world war and in between the first and second and uh, i think the problem is that we used to be this like there used to be a morality that was attached with america that we were these great heroes and you know all that's kind of like dissipated and we're we tried slimy. to we tried to build it back up with the with the 9-11 with the twin towers <laughs> we tried to be like look something bad happened to us and now we're like Wah. people people all over the world I've 
I, and I know you're a world traveler as well, but when I've been in other countries, they look at me and they say, it astounds us that your people don't think 9-11 was an inside job. It astounds us. Overwhelmingly, every place I've been outside of the United States, so, and, I, and then when I say, yeah, I think 9-11 was an inside job too, they're like, how could you think it's not? People, the Saudis were flown out that morning. I, it's, it's, there are so many things. The, the puffs of air that you can tell are detonating. You can see the poop, 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 poop. Even Donald Trump on the day said on the news, I know demolition. No one knows demolition like I know I demolition. The, I have the tallest building now. I know demolition. No one knows demolition like I know it. And that building was demolished. So, But now I have the tallest building. Yep, so there, but now he, yeah. yeah. He's a piece of shit. Hate that guy. God, come Look, on, stroke. So, I know, stro- socialist rant. I tried to advocate last <laughs> night for everybody tweeting, twatting, um, Instagramming, and Facebooking at the same time. Kill yourself. And, one of, <laughs> and my, my favorite bartender, he was like, Pam, you can't do that. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm going to kill him. I'm not. I'm not saying that at you're all. Saying I'm saying yourself. if we all said kill yourself. But then he said there's a girl that's in jail right now because... Her boyfriend was like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. And she oh, was like, yeah, yeah there is. kill yeah. And she, yeah, And then she, I he killed himself, that. and now she's in jail. She's in jail. So, like, if she pushed we him. all decide to push the president off the, like, not literally, because I'm not, because I know that that is illegal to, but if we all tell him, like, go take a long walk off a short pier. Can we say a dirt nap? If we, but he has to take his own dirt nap. We're not advocating that anyone no, put I, him into the dirt. I just want him to eat a bunch of himself. Cheeseburgers, high cholesterol. Maybe he's already an AI. Maybe he's not even real. That wig certainly doesn't look real. Actually, you know what? How does it keep? Give him some more Adderall and see what happens. Oh my God, his nose looks so weird right now. Oof, it's falling apart. All right, this has been the Altcast. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Every week. Uh, every week until every week until until it's no longer Uh, don't forget to vote everyone wake me up from this uh, nightmare voting was last week wake us up from the nightmare is it over yet (laughs) peace out suckers peace out there it is there We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
Why not make a donation? Streaming live the station. District of the Mission. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Gold Cadillac with the white material. And I started to do some thinking. And on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. I am a total Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. 
Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Point your guns away. 